Hi everyone and welcome to another Bible study here at One Love Live at Love Walk and I'm your host Leela Winston. I hope you are well and God is blessing in your life. Um, as you know, we come together to read in the Word of God so that we can learn how to practically apply it and also so that we can discover the purpose of our lives and accomplish that purpose. So as I said, I hope you're doing well. Um, today we're going to um, look at a couple of areas um, in all of our lives that we've all experienced in some kind of way, on some kind of level. Um, and I think this is very important because it's really going to help us to understand how to be you know, more brotherly to our believing brothers and also more neighborly to everybody in the world, regardless of whether, you know, we know them well or not. So I want you to go ahead and grab your Bible. We're going to read in Proverbs, and I think Proverbs, it's, it's one of my favorite books, but I really want us to look at what it says here in Proverbs chapter 9, verse 13 and 18. So grab your Bible. Our anchor text is Proverbs chapter 9, verse 13 to 18, and I'm going to start reading. It says, A foolish woman is clamorous. She is simple and knows nothing, for she sits at the door of her house on a seat in the high places of the city to call passengers who go right on their ways. Whoso is simple, let him turn in there. And as for him that wants understanding, she says to him, Stolen waters are sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant, but he knows not that the dead are there and that her guests are in the depths of hell. So this is really an interesting verse. And I remember as a child, um, my mom and my dad <laughs> used to tell me to read Proverbs. And so this is one of the scriptures that, I guess the set of scriptures that uh, I would read in all often you know when you're younger you you get this imagination you have like this imagination like oh my god like her guests are in the hell you know it just really kind of shocks you but you know um and i would read this and i think it always kind of stuck with me and so i want us to kind of look at this because it will help i think for a lot of believers whether you are single or whether you are married or whatever state you may be in, this verse will help you because it is about, this set of verses will help you because it is about navigating life with the opposite sex and different motivations that people will have. But I want to point out the clamorous woman. I don't want us to just think it is only about women. Uh, this verse is saying it is a woman, but I think it's more of saying that because of the times, back in the times, you know, there men had more access, and so they were able to move about a little bit more freely and interact. So it was the clamorous woman. But now our societies are pretty free. Women can go wherever they want and things like that um, for the most part. And so that means that she's going to have an opportunity to run into the clamorous man. Okay, so let's let's look at this verse. I think it's important for us to understand who is the clamorous woman or the clamorous man. It's to understand, and we're just going to use she because that's what's in the verse. So ladies, don't feel offended or anything, but just go with it, okay? Um, it says that she's simple. Um, it says he who turns into her is also simple. Um, it says there is death at the end of whatever kind of interaction that you have with this woman. 
um, and so that death could be of a relationship, it could be of health, it could be of identity, it could be of peace. Um, another thing, it also says that dead people are her guests. Her guests are dead. Okay, so that's very important to understand. It means that there were others before you and they're in a bad place right now. And so it also teaches us that she's out here and she's calling out to people. So she's making invitations. And we need to understand that some invitations you absolutely should decline because the end of that invitation may not be so good. It's like if I invited you to my house and I have every intention to put you in a pot, <laughs> you know, and boil you. That's an invitation you should definitely turn down. And so the Bible is trying to give us some context about what this means. He's trying to show us characteristics about particular people so that we can make a, a decision about whether we should engage or not. And that is what the Bible does masterfully in Proverbs, in Ecclesiastes, actually throughout the Bible, if we are keen and aware to see his, you know, um, I wouldn't say, I guess his statutes or his judgments. And, you know, it's just really a great way to understand. So let's get back on track. So you should probably decline her invitation. Um, and one thing we also learn from this verse is that she actually wants to meet you. Yes, you. And if you're wise, you don't want to meet her. You don't. You don't want to meet this lady. She sits in her doorway so she can meet anyone going by. That means anybody. Anyone going home or returning. These are people who try to set up social situations to meet you. And this isn't necessarily... Um, something that you want. I mean, they're trying to meet people. She's sitting in the doorway of her house. It means that she's kind of indiscriminately trying to reach out to anyone. So you're not really special. <laughs> and um, I want to point out that clamorous means she's always reaching. She's trying to get someone, trying to get you. She's trying to convince you. And so I think this is important to understand. We don't understand. A lot of times I think people um, I wouldn't say they become, I, I guess I would say they become um, flattered by consistent and persistent uh, overtures um, of affection, of intention. I think this really sort of goes to people's head in some kind of way. And the Bible is telling us, yeah, um, no, you should not let that go to your head. And so today we have a name for it. We call it love bombing or something. And it's really a good example of being clamorous. And I think um, that is what I want you to see, whether the person is being clamorous about love or some other kind of intention, the idea is just overdone. And so men and women, okay, do love bombing, so we know this. And so the different definition for cl clamor here in the Bible is to growl or be boisterous. So it's important for us to understand that boisterous romance is not romance at all. You know, uh, a boisterous overtures like that, it's, it's not good. You know, suddenly or stubbornly seeking to engage with someone is not real engagement and generally not for a good reason. And these are things that we can learn. It helps us to be able to, you know, sort of uh, decode different situations that are popping up in our life. It's kind of like, a, let's say, a, 
I don't know, I guess you would say a telemarketer. Now, I'm not saying I don't want to demonize all telemarketers, but I know in the United States, we used to have a real problem with it. You had all of these people hawking all kinds of wares and they just keep calling and calling. You're like, I don't want, you know, <laughs> the whatever it is that they're selling. And the important thing is to understand is that generally the thing that you bought wasn't worth anything when you got it or it wasn't exactly what you wanted. And so I think it's really important to understand that sometimes things that are a bit overdone, you know, it means that the end probably isn't so good. The product probably isn't so good. Um, the intention probably isn't so good. So she's being very clamorous. Come to my house, come meet me, come be with me. But remember we learned in the verse that all of her guests are in hell. So, you know, that's something to remember. And so this is always a telltale sign because genuine people understand development of good relationships are mutual and you don't force anything or anyone it respects boundaries it's willing to take its time when people are pushing quick and fast loud and boisterous that's a problem genuine people want to take their time when you're wise you can identify it and walk by like the passer buyers do with the simple woman so if i want a quality relationship with someone as a friend, I'm not gonna be rush, rush, rushing into it. If I want to do business with someone in a quality way, it's not like, hey, you know what I mean? It's not a rush, rush thing like the telemarketers do. You know, it's important to understand that quality takes time and the Lord is trying to show us that with this simple woman. You know, he wants you to know these are some signs that you can use to be wise and make good decisions. So it's amazing that God has such clear advice for us in the Bible. That always blows me away. And I feel like more believers would have a better time in life if they just sort of read the Bible. I mean, like actually read it and thought about it. But we can apply this in other areas too, not just among relationships, because people encourage others to join them in crime, in lying, in theft, in all, all sorts of things. And I want you to remember where those people's guests are. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 1, verse 11 and 19. It says, if they say, come, come with us, let us lay wait for blood, let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause, let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those that go down into the pit. We shall find our precious substance, we shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in your lot among us, let us all have one purse. My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain your foot from their path for their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird, and they lay wait for their own blood. They lurk privily for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which takes away the life of the owners thereof. And so I think this is really very important that as believers, you know, we understand that, you know, it, there's protection in, in following the word of God. There's protection there. So remember, our anchor text says that the clamorous woman is also simple. And while her simpleness leads to death, those who are with her 
uh, who seek her out or yield to her are also simple. It says that in the verse. It says the simple will come to her. The difference here between her and between the other, the simple people that come to her, is that one is on the menu and the other one is actually ordering the side dishes. Okay, so that's the difference here is that um, the simple people she's seeking out, she's simple. Look, she's simple. All she wants to do is cast down these people to hell. She has no real purpose. She could be doing so many other things with her life. That's simple. And she could be building, she could be doing all kinds of things, raising her children, you know, helping her husband, whatever. But instead she's doing this. So there's a level of simplicity there, of simpleness. And so that's what she's doing with her life. But for you, you get to lose yours because you're turning in there if you're simple. And I think it's important to note this. I hear people talking about, you know, kind of helping other people to do better as it pertains to their relationships and dating and whatever. Um, but, and I really do believe that there is a place to give people advice or godly advice. I think there are times for that. However, and I just have to say this, I feel this is really important. Uh, it's important to understand that someone who has a consistent stream of abusers, shady characters in their life, there comes a time when you have to recognize that this individual willingly allows these people into their life. You know, you know, even if it's it's trouble to them, they are allowing these kinds of people in their life. Um, and they're probably just as simple as the people they have led in their life. They probably can't do better because that's actually what they believe they need to have. And so remember, the Bible says the clamorous woman is simple, but also those who go in to her are simple too. So a bird can land on your head, but he doesn't have to stay there and build a nest. Anyone can tell you that they love you, but you don't actually have to believe them. You are the one that gets to choose. There is wisdom to keep you from being simple out there. If you don't take it, then, you know, at this point, it's on you. In fact, the Bible says in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, it says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I also will reject you, that you shall be no priest to me, seeing you have forgotten the law of your God and I will also forget your children. So it's not just because they lack knowledge, it's because they rejected it. And so when you see people simply jumping into the same kinds of relationships, hanging out with the same kinds of people, getting into the same kind of trouble, this isn't a situation where, you know, these people are totally confused. You know what I mean? They're doing this on purpose, they're simple. You know, rejecting knowledge is when you learn someone has corrupt character and you continue on with them. Or let's say you use a walking stick or a cane and you realize it's splintered, but you keep leaning on it. If you fall or if you get hurt, you can't blame the stick or even the person with the bad character because you kind of knew. It is only when it is only by being simple that we continue on forward with things that we know does not make sense things that we know uh, is not good for us, then at that point, you really can't blame anyone else. So lots of believers, and I think if we are all honest, unbelievers too could avoid terrible situations if they were honest about the character of certain people in their lives. 
you know that your friend is stealing from you or you know your fiance is cheating and you know that the shoes that you want to buy are too small. (laughs) So why would you buy them? Why would you marry that person? And why would you keep that friend around that's still stealing? Don't let simple things ensnare you. Be wise, be smart. Learn to control your emotions and your hormones. The simple, clamorous person's guests are in hell. Learn to be wise to do good and not evil because it is possible to be wise in evil but foolish or simple in other matters. I think that's really critical because a lot of times we think if a person is foolish or unwise, they can't be you know, savvy in other areas. Well, that's not true. I remember I visited a place a little while ago, some time ago, and it seemed like there were there were people who were just scared. Pretty much everyone there was scarcely educated, but they had an extreme skill in being corrupt. Like these people could swindle you out of your shoes, <laughs> and and that's the thing. Like I realized that. And, you know, and if you live long enough, you'll realize that people don't have to have gone to college or gotten a PhD or anything to, to, to be skillful in wickedness. That's something that comes from the heart. Let's look at what Jeremiah chapter four, verse 22 says. He says, for my people is foolish. They have not known me. They are sottish children and they have done, and they have none understanding. They are wise to do evil, but to do good, they have no knowledge. Wow, that is huge, powerful. Do you realize what he's saying right there? It seems like he's, you know, explaining or he's describing someone stupid. But at the end, he says that they're wise to do evil, but to do good, they have absolutely no knowledge. That is huge. Let's look at that one more time. It says, for my people is foolish. They have no, they have not known me. They are sottish children and they have none understanding. They are wise to do evil, but to do good, they have no knowledge. Think about that. These are people who are, he's saying they're foolish, they're stupid. He says they don't have sense. He says, because they have not known me. The more you know God, the wiser you become. You start to be able, that's why I always say, please read your Bible and study it. Because when you do that, you begin to notice things like, oh, that doesn't look right. That doesn't sound right. In fact, you don't even have to have a special gift of discernment. If you really study the word of God well, you'll be able to see the signs of many things. It will seem like you're psychic. It will seem like... You know, you know things and, and you can see things on people, but you see them not because you have a special gift, but because you actually listen to understand the word of God and you apply it in life. And that's what makes it possible. So as we grow in faith, it's important to grow in wisdom and discernment, being able to judge righteously according to God's word and not your own preference. It's possible to really want something really bad. In fact, that's how they get certain people. These people want something really bad. And so, you know, they do something silly to try to get it. And so that is what the Bible is telling us here, is that we can be wise in wanting something or wise in, in wickedness, but simple, you know, in doing what is right. And so your preferences really can deceive you. And that's really important because a lot of times we want what we want, right? 
And so in uh, whether it's dating or whether it's friendship or whether it's deciding what you're going to do next or what decision you're going to make, it's important to really take these pieces into consideration so that you're not deceived by your preferences, by your emotions, and instead you're applying God's word to these situations. God's words will never deceive you. Your emotions can deceive you, but the spirit of truth never will. And so I want to encourage you, you know, whether you can apply this to, you know, your dating life, your married life, your friendship life, your business life, whatever it is, your career, I want to encourage you to take the time to understand what does it mean when someone is clamorous? What does it mean when, um, you know, there is a situation where you are wise to do one thing and not to do another? Do you have understanding? Do you know what it means to, uh, to accept God's knowledge and to not reject it? These are things that we can all learn and it will help our life. Do you want abundant life? Do you want to have a, a happy life? Yes, a happy life. Yes, a peaceful life. If you want that, then you need to read the word of God and learn how to apply it. And that's what we do in these Bible studies is try to read the word of God and get these pieces out so that we're able to apply it in our everyday life. So the next time you're walking down the street and someone walks up to you and tries to quickly sell you something, (laughs) I mean, we all know what that is, but let's just say for our um, example, you'll know to say no, you know what I mean? And and you'll know to, to go away from that because you'll see the signs. And listen, the signs are in the Bible. If you don't want to be simple, if you don't, because remember the simple end up in the uh, clamorous woman's house and you don't want to go there because all her guests are dead or in hell. So if you want to be wise, then read the Bible, learn more about what he's saying. He's not just giving you spiritual tips. He's giving you tips for practically understanding your world and how to navigate. And I pray that this Bible study blesses you, whether it's relationships or any other area of your life. God bless you. Bye.